let's get into uh, some of these notes you sent me. Uh, let's start with Star Wars and, and basically what's going on with this intergalactic totalitarianism uh, that you, and I'm sure I butchered that because I flunked first grade. <laughs> but uh, if you want to get into any of that, I'd love to hear a little bit of your thoughts on that. Absolutely. You know, I, I need to teach a college course, you know, intergalactic totalitarianism. It sounds really smart, doesn't it? It's got a lot of totalitarianism. Basically, it's funny. You say Tartaria and totalitarianism. So really what I'm trying, what I'm doing here is in Star Wars and in the prequel trilogy, what it lays out is how we got from like a nice republic to a totalitarian communist socialist government. And it really lays out all these tracks to get there. And we can kind of hit a, hit a few of those, of those beats because, you know, when I watched these movies as a kid, you really don't pick up on some of the, some of the subtlety of this. But then you look at what happens in our world and like, holy shit, this is very, very similar, 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 similar. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. I hope everybody's having a great day. I want to give everybody a little bit of a preview of a project I've been working on for the past several months. I posted a small podcast episode about this in the week of Thanksgiving, and I've been talking about it on social media and on Instagram and Twitter over the past week and a half or so. But I've been writing a book. Um, this was a very interesting process, the process of writing a book. It's so much different than podcasting or anything else I've ever done. And it was a very enjoyable experience. Um, so I want to share everybody some details about the book I have, um, which should be out within the next few weeks. I don't have an anticipated date yet. Still doing some fine-tuning on cover art and just some fine-tuning of editing, etc. So um, I'll give everybody the heads up as soon as that's out. But my book, it's called Intergalactic Totalitarianism, with the subtitle, Authoritarian Tactics and Traits in a Galaxy Far, Far Away, in a Galaxy Not So Far Away. And this book dives into some things that I've talked about on this podcast, but I expand on it greatly. You know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, I talk a lot about Palpatine and all his machinations during the prequels to rise to power to become the um, dictator of the universe, basically Space Hitler. So what this book does, it goes through lots of parallels and details of of similar events that have happened in our world, similar to what Palpatine did in other regimes in their rise to power, such as 
Hitler and Stalin and even what's going on now with all the COVID craziness, globalism, etc. So it's, it's, I hope it, you find it very interesting and informative. So on this episode today, I wanted to share a preview of that of the book. Um, so I'm going to go through and read one of the sections to you. This is an introduction section talking about um, an introduction to intergalactic totalitarianism. So I want to read you this section. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And like I said, I'll let everybody know as soon as the book comes out. May the force be with you. Introduction to Intergalactic Totalitarianism. Quote, power corrupts, and when you're in charge, you start doing things that you think are right, but they're actually not. End quote. George Lucas. Quote, you let one ant stand up to us, they might all stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line, end quote. Hopper from A Bug's Life. What is the best way to destroy an ant colony in your house? This is a question I've had to ask myself several times in the past. Maybe I need to quit enticing the ants to come hang out by spilling potato chip crumbs all over the floor. Okay, we're not here to talk about my eating habits. Let's focus on those pesky ants. They are the problem. And my kids too. In my experience, there are a few different methods you can use to rid your house of ants. Method number one, find the hole they're coming out of and manually squish them one by one. This is the most basic approach. The upside is that you'll kill some of the ants, but the downside is that this method can be very time-consuming, and you probably won't ever kill them all. If I were an ant, I'd probably catch on to the scheme if I saw a large shadowy figure lurking around with a boot in their hand. I'd probably find another hole to come out of instead of walking directly into death. Method number two. Use a basic bug killer spray, like Raid, and spray it directly on the hole. This approach is also very basic. The ants might catch on to this as well if they see and hear an aerosol can unloading toxins in their general direction. They would probably find another way out of this situation as well. So, methods one and two have significant flaws. Is there a better, more effective method? Why, yes there is. Thank you for asking. Method number three. Use professional bug exterminating sprays containing hydromethylmine. You'll have to call an exterminator to assist with this method, but it's well worth it in my experience. So what exactly is hydromethylmine? Per the National Pesticide Information Center, or NPIC, quote, hydromethylmine disrupts cellular respiration by inhibiting the electron transport chain, ETC, until a point is reached where suppression of cellular respiration is of a significant magnitude and death occurs. Insects that ingest hydromethylmine become lethargic within 24 hours and die after three to four days, end quote. Okay, I'm just a simple man, so I don't understand what that electron mumbo-jumbo part meant but it sure made me feel scientific and smart typing that out. Biologics aside, the main point here is that hydromethylmine kills insects. But so what? I mean, a boot or a basic bug killer spray kills insects too, and at a far faster pace than three to four days, I might add. If my math is correct, one to two seconds is a significantly quicker time frame than three to four days. If someone from Snopes is reading, please fact check this. So why is hydromethylmine the best method for extermination? 
Well, the three to four day time period is more significant than you would think. The NPIC also states that, quote, delayed mechanisms of toxicity, such as those associated with hydromethylmen, are desirable when controlling social insects, so they may live long enough to return to the colony to share the toxicant among other members, end quote. And boom goes the dynamite. Let's play out a hydromethylmen usage scenario from the ant's perspective. Let's assume that the colony consists of 26 ants. Let's call them Ant A through Ant Z. Step 1. Ant A exits their colony and enters the human house. Step 2. Ant A gets unknowingly exposed to hydromethylmen. Step 3. Ant A goes about their business and returns to the colony. Step 4. Ant A unknowingly passes the slow-acting hydromethylmen poison to Ants B through Ant Z. Step 5. Within 24 hours, Ant A becomes lethargic. Step 6. A few days later, Ant A dies, and Ants B through Z become lethargic. Step 7. The next day, Ants B through Z die. Step 8. The colony is now fully exterminated. In this scenario, the hydromethylene has effectively done its job to destroy the colony from inside out in a slow, gradual fashion. This is a similar process employed in our human world by totalitarians. To grab long-lasting power and control, you need a long-term, well-crafted strategy. If you want to enact an authoritarian regime, you can't just start putting your boot on the people at the outset, because like the ants, they'll see what you're trying to do and scurry away to warn the others. Author David Icke laid out a theory many years ago, loosely called the totalitarian tiptoe which details how the most effective totalitarian regimes have gained and maintained control over masses of people. Quote, This method is where you introduce the totalitarian state, not all in one go, because then people would see immediately what is happening, but you do it in stages, and you claim that each stage is connected to the other stage. Of course this has been going on now for decades and decades, but what happens, of course, is that the further you go along this road towards your goal, the more extreme these different stages become because you are getting closer and closer to your ultimate extreme, which is this global, fascist, communist dictatorship. End quote. In this book, we'll be discussing the rollout of totalitarian regimes that have existed in our world and compare them to the rollout of the Galactic Empire dictatorship in Star Wars. How does the totalitarian tiptoe compare to the intergalactic totalitarian tiptoe? The intergalactic totalitarian tiptoe discussion will revolve around Palpatine and the machinations he used to rise from senator to chancellor to the authoritarian emperor through both his political maneuverings as Palpatine and his dark side manipulations as his alter ego Darth Sidious. Now, side note, Palpatine was given the name Sheev several years ago, but you won't find me using that stupid name anywhere in this book. He will either be referred to as Palpatine or Sidious, depending on which persona he is using at the time. This book is divided into four main sections. Part 1, Traits of Totalitarians. Part 2, Tactics of Totalitarians. Part 3, Dialectics of Totalitarians. And Part 4, Key Takeaways. In the Traits section, we will discuss the key traits inherent to totalitarians. What makes them tick? How are they different from the rest of us? 
In the tactics section, we will discuss general tactics used by totalitarians to control the population. In the dialectics section, which is the largest section of this book, we will apply totalitarian strategies to the Hegelian dialectic template, problem, reaction, solution, and a new dialectic I created for this book called the Star Warsian dialectic, which is crisis, consent, and control. We'll go through examples of this Star Warsian dialectic framework in our world and in the Star Wars prequel films, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, as well as the animated series occurring in the prequel era, The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch. Finally, the key takeaway section will give us lessons to learn from our overall discussion. Can totalitarianism be prevented in the future? What are the warning signs that signal authoritarianism that we should look out for? Oh yeah, and after the key takeaways section, there's an epilogue that will end our discussion with a bit of hope. So make sure to stick around for that. And there you have it. That's an excerpt from my book called Intergalactic Totalitarianism. And that was the introduction section. I hope you enjoy that. Um, I look forward to providing more information in the future about the completion of the book. When the book is completed, uh, you guys will be the first to know. I'll publish an episode here giving you all the details. It'll be on Amazon. Uh, it'll be on Kindle. It'll be in a paperback version as well. And I will be recording an audiobook version as well. Now, the audiobook version may take a little bit longer, so it may not be ready right when I launch the book. So if you're looking for an audiobook version, stay tuned. I'll be completing that as soon as possible. And I know a few people have asked about international copies or signed copies, and I'm willing to do all that. So if anybody wants something special um, from this book, something from me, what, what have you, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. I want as many people as possible to have this in whatever way or means they want it. I would like to be able to accommodate that within reason. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. Um, this is once again Conspiracy Kyle, and may the Force be with you.